Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, the budget is only a few weeks away, and the government has been warned not to go mad by cutting taxes and increasing spending at the same time. This warning was given by the Fiscal Advisory Council earlier this week. Were the council right? I'm delighted that Dan O'Brien, Chief Economist at the Institute for International and European Affairs, joins me now to decipher it all. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Bobby. Dan, uh, we've heard the Fiscal Council speak out against government policy many times in the past. Uh, I suppose they, I suppose as groups, they come from two different places. One that isn't, I suppose, shackled uh, by the thought of being re-elected and, uh, you know, the upcoming election, and one that, you know, it doesn't matter to. So clearly they're going to have, I suppose, strategic at least, they're always going to think differently, are they not? Well, I suppose the budgetary watchdog was set up with a view to preventing the many errors of spend and tax policy that we've had in this country over the decades. Uh, the idea was that it would give objective economic advice to both the government and to inform public opinion. And, you know, the truth is it's very hard at a time of high inflation for any economist to say that it makes sense for the government to stimulate the economy further. It just is, you'll find, you won't find many economists who are going to objectively say it's a good idea to stimulate an economy with an inflation problem. Now, that's the economics of it. The politics of it is that who gets most exposure in discussions? It's every single interest group that wants a slice of the pie and politicians who, as you say, want to get reelected and don't want to disappoint anybody. And, you know, in an age where every single problem that arises, there are calls for government intervention and more government intervention. And why is the government not intervening even more than it is? So I, you know, I think that's 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 the the broad framework, and people like but, me. But is it. there is there a sense that either the fiscal advisory council should have more teeth, or should we? Like it seems to me that you know, if somebody is there to provide strategic fiscal advice, and that's their role, that you shouldn't be able to just do the opposite to what they say. Well, we, we do, you know, the, the Fiscal Advisory Council isn't elected. Uh, the government of the day is. Um, I think it's right that we have these bodies that are set up and give this advice and get public exposure. And, you know, the politicians then have to stand up and say they disagree with it. And, I, you know, if things go wrong, we can always come back and say, look, you know, we told you so. Uh, the Fiscal Advisory Council advised against this and you folks went ahead with it and you got it wrong. So, you know, in a democracy, ultimately, it has to be the government to decide policy. But it's a good thing we have some kind of check and balance uh, as, as we do with this, particularly that if things go wrong, people can come back and say, look, the government was, was clearly warned this, this was this was the wrong thing to do. Uh, and people can make their judgments when it comes to the election on, on that basis. If we look at the backdrop to where we are now, Dan, um, you know, we had eight billion in surpluses last year, uh, 10 billion forecasts for this year. So if we look at it with one lens, clearly we're in a kind of a boom scenario. Are you worried that we might be in a 2004 to 2007 type scenario 
where we just think that, you know, the goose is, is golden and keeps laying. Yeah, I'm very much worried about that, Bobby. I, I really do. I didn't live here at the time, but I was uh, not too far away and uh, paying close attention to events here. And, you know, I got a strong sense every time I came back in particular, there was there was a sense of invulnerability in Ireland around that time. And clearly we know that things went badly wrong. I'm not predicting things will go badly wrong. There aren't the sort of risks that we had a huge credit buildup back at that time. But at the same time, there are always risks for a small open economy. There are things you don't control. And I do get a sense these days, there is a sense in the country of invulnerability amongst politicians, uh, amongst interest groups that have gone very well over the past decade since the recovery from that terrible crash. Um, But as I say, you know, there are multiple things that can always go wrong and we are a small open economy that doesn't control our own our own fate and destiny. So we, we always need to be conscious uh, that multiple things can go wrong and things may not be as good, you know, in a year's time or in a few years' time. One of the, I suppose, inherent dangers here is that we, we become comfortable with what's not normal. So we're all, everybody's saying, you know, the corporate taxation can't last and you know it keeps coming and then eventually we sort of we normalized a kind of an uncertain economic environment and we get complacent because that's actually what happened back in the 0407 period the complacency sets in that's exactly it and like the, the numbers around corporation tax are absolutely extraordinary now you know, only in the past week there was an undershoot with with corporation tax for the first time in a long time. I think that reflected problems with the tech industry last year. That's coming through. They had lower profits, and that's coming through in in our uh, tax take from profits of the tech industry. But you know, there are short term ups and downs in terms of what can profit taxes, uh, and then there are bigger structural things. There's a lot of talk in the world about deglobalization, about regionalization, about you know things that would profoundly damage our business model. Now, you know, fantastically, there's a lot of talk about those things, but we don't see them really showing up in the world that much with the partial exception of maybe US-China relations. Um, but, you know, there, there are our, our whole model is really based on globalization. And if that were to, you know, significantly change, uh, our model is in deep trouble. And let me make the parallel, like, you know, when we had the crash in 08, it was like the roof was blown off. If 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 the world went into significant deglobalization, it would be like having the foundations of the Irish economy blown out. Now, again, I am not saying that, and I think the evidence to date is pretty good that there's been a lot of talk about it, but the actual globalization measures have, have been holding up well. So, you know, I'm 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 very I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about that. But we need to be alive to the risks that you know things are not always going to be rosy. Yeah. And what's your sort of thinking then around the containment of inflation? We seem to be making some progress there. Yeah, there is some progress, but, but you know, we still have a lot of inflation in the system. Uh, that's true in Ireland and most of Europe as well. Um, you know, interest rates have gone up in, in very rapidly over the past year. Uh, there are some indicators in terms of producer prices and, you know, other things that suggest we should be getting a a consumer prices under control. Um, But it's been slower than expected. It's certainly been slower than I expected. I thought inflation would be much more transitory. Um, It's still out there. If you dig deep into the numbers, you still find plenty of inflation um, in the system. So, 
you know, I, I think the market's saying that next week they that they expect the European Central Bank not to raise rates. Uh, I'm slightly outside of that consensus. I think they probably will. Um, and you know, if the data keeps showing up that inflation uh, is there, we we could even be in for further rate increases. If we follow that through, then uh, because I think I think the the general consensus appeared to be that we were coming to, towards the end uh, of the interest rate uh, hikes. So if if that isn't the case, are we going to have are we going to start seeing, you know, defaulting on mortgages and that kind of dark stuff that we've seen in the past? Well, you know, to some extent, we will see that any big increase uh, in in interest rates pushes people who are at the margin into a very difficult place. So, unfortunately, given the way interest rates have moved over a period of the past year, then yes, I think we we are into that. The question is, well, the hope is that it will only be uh, small small numbers of people and at the margin. Um, just on, on on a more positive note, Bobby, in terms of why. The inflation is hanging around. There's a big debate in, in economics as there always is around that. But, you know, one of the things is that the economy in Europe and in Ireland in particular and in the United States has just been incredibly resilient. You know, if you go back to a discussion we had a year ago and we were looking at rates going up, inflation, we were looking at the war, we were looking at a potential energy, energy shock that would literally turn out the lights in Europe over the winter. Many respected economists were saying we were inevitably in for a deep recession in Europe. What we find out just this week is there has been no recession. We have avoided recession in Europe. The European economy is actually slightly bigger now than it was a year ago. That's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Now, because we've had that continued growth, that's meant and low unemployment, another really remarkable factor of, of recent times, is that you know demand has stayed up in the economy and inflation has been stickier than was anticipated. So, you know, in one way, the fact that we have low unemployment and continued growth means that Europe and Ireland is reasonably well positioned um, at the moment. And we've been really resilient. And I think that's something we should highlight. It's been been a a story of great resilience. Well, on that positive note, uh, I always appreciate your economic analysis, Dan. Dan O'Brien, Chief Economist at the Institute, for international and European affairs. Thanks for joining me this morning. Many thanks, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.